Today's reading is Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfil to the Lord the oaths you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to St. Michael's Worship Service. And for those of you who don't know me yet, my name is Philip. I'm a ministry trainee at St. Michael's Church. And if it's your first time tuning into St. Michael Worship Service, um, we have been going to a series of talk from Sermon on the Mount. I do recommend listening to uh, talks from the previous week from St. Mike's YouTube channel. Today, as we have read, uh, I'll be speaking from Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37, Jesus' teaching on oath. Before we start, um, truth be told, I really struggle uh, doing this talk. I had enough time for two, three months in advance, but I really struggle. But let's see how it goes. First, uh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you for the Bible. And uh, thank you for these words from Sermon on the Mount. As we open the Bible and deliver it, may your Holy Spirit be with us and open your heart, our hearts so that we can hear your voice through this Sermon on the Mount and your teaching. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, let me start like this. Are we men or women of our own words? Are we men or women of our own words? Or do people take our words seriously if not confirmed by an oath or a promise or a vow? Today, uh, we'll look at how Jesus teaches us uh, to, to be truthful to our words. And as we unpack Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37, I'll structure my talk into these uh, through two sessions. First one, Old Testament teachings on oath and how it has distorted. That will be the first bit. And secondly, um, Jesus' teaching on oaths. Now Jesus has come and how does, it, how does he teach about oaths? And I will finish with uh, how does it apply to us? <clears throat> as 21st century readers. Let's start. Uh, from verse 33, if you have your Bible, uh, please stay with me there. Uh, chapter 5, verse 33, we read, Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. This is basically a summary of laws related to taking oath from the Old Testament. Let's see some more teaching from the Old Testament. I'll read to a uh, couple of 
verses. And uh, just to give you a glimpse of how, uh, how God gave his command to uh, the Israelites about oaths. First, uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 12. Do not swear falsely by my name, and so prof profane the name of the Lord. I am the Lord. It's forbidden. You can't do it to use the name of the Lord falsely. This is the first one. Second one, Numbers, uh, Numbers 30, verse 2. Numbers 30, verse 2. It says, When a man makes a vow to the Lord, or take an oath to oblige himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but must do everything he said. Once a man make a vow to the Lord and take an oath, he must not break his word, but do everything. Thirdly, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 21. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. For the Lord your God will certainly demand of it. You will be guilty of sins. You will be guilty of sin. Once you make your vow and not fulfill it, God will take it seriously and you will be guilty of sin. This is how uh, people are taught. As Jesus says, uh, people long ago have been taught like this. And in, in the Old Testament, oaths are command, uh, commonly associated with covenants. So when someone make an oath or something like that, it's... Uh, always associated with uh, covenants. God made an oath to Isaac that he would fulfill his covenant with his father Abraham. God says, because of your father, I will do this and I'll make an oath. That's from Genesis 26 verse 3. That's from Genesis 26 verse 3. In Psalms 132 verse 11, it says, The Lord swore an oath to David, a sure oath he will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. The Lord swore an oath to David. So here we can see that these oaths are all related to covenants. It will last for a long time and God will surely do it to his people. But let's look at how, you know, in this time of Jesus, how has this oath turned into? How has these oaths, these teaching has turned into? If you look at Jesus' rebukes on the Pharisees and the teachers of the law from Matthew 23, verses 16 to 22. Matthew, Matthew 23, verses 16 to 22. Jesus said, Jesus rebuke, You blind guides, Pharisees and teachers of the law, you say, if one swear by the temple, it means nothing. If anyone who swears by the goal of the temple is bound by that oath. If you swear by the altar, it means nothing. But if you swear by the gifts of the altar, you're bound by that oath. Imagine someone's uh, teaching you. If you swear by St. Michael Church, it means nothing. But if you swear by the goal from uh, pillars of St. Michael Church, you're bound to that oath. And if you swear by the altar here, means nothing. But if you swear by the gifts on that, the gift on that altar, you're bound by that oath. It's getting ridiculous, isn't it? 
The people have been taught that if they swear an oath by the temple, it's mean nothing. It's just ridiculous. Now, the lawgiver, Jesus himself, has come into their presence. Let's see what he has to say about oath. Let's see what he has to say about oath. Let me read verse 34 and 36. Do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. How has the law of taking oath distorted? There are some teachers of the law started to teach that. We can't see uh, clearly in the Bible, but it's some extra biblical uh, literature said it that there are some teachers of the Lord, uh, the law started to teach that if people take their vow by heaven or temple or Jerusalem or even on their own hand, they are not ultimately bound by that oath. Some tradition has it that breaking vow is not sinful if people do not make vow explicitly in the name of the Lord. They avoid using the name of the Lord in case they cannot fulfill it or they would break it. As we read in the Old Testament, they were told if they make vows, they had to fulfill it. But because of, just because they don't put the name, of, they don't use the name of God, they might think, oh, if that's not the name of God, we can break it, or it's not sinful to break it. But Jesus clearly said, you can't swear by heaven, it's God's throne, God's there. You can't swear by the earth, this is God's footstool. You can't swear by Jerusalem, it's the, great, the, the city of the great king. And you can't swear by your own head. You can't make your hair either white or black. It's all God's, and you can't run from it. Jesus' teaching is very clear. You cannot escape from the Lord, because heaven is God's throne, the earth is his footstool, and Jerusalem, his city. And even your, either, even your hair is either black or white, was made by God. Literally, Jesus is saying here that just by removing the name of the Lord from your oath and replacing them with heaven, heaven and earth, Jerusalem, your head, do you think you can get out of your oath? No way. No. These are all gods, and they, are, they belong to him. So you cannot break your oath. Rather, rather than that, Jesus continued in verse 37. Let me read verse 37. All you need to see, say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from evil one. What does Jesus mean here? It's simple. Let your word be trustworthy. Let people see that you're walking your talk. If not, anything you do beyond what you say comes from evil one. You're not leaving your own words. From now on, you don't need to take any oath. All you need to, this, to do is to be true to what you say. If you say something to the Lord, fulfill it. 
And uh, um, wait a minute, does that stop or, you know, or does that stop us from swearing at all? Do these verses stop Christians from making an ode at, at all? It seems like it's forbidden. But let's look at how the first Christian did. Let's look at Paul and John. From Acts 18.18, 18, Paul took a vow and fulfilled it. Let me read Acts 18.18. 18. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sister, sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he sailed. He had his hair cut off at Chanchira because of a vow he had taken. Because of a vow he had taken. Luke clearly records in Acts that Paul had his hair cut because of a vow he has taken. Let me, let's look at uh, John in Revelation, Revelation 10, verses 5 and 6. Apostle John records, Then the angel I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven, and he soared, he soared by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all, the, all that's in them, the earth and all that's in it, the sea and all that's in it, and said, there will be no more delay. It says, he soared by him who lives forever and ever. He soared by the Lord. Ali Christian like Paul and John did not read it as a prohibition from making all oaths. But when they make oath, they fulfilled it. And finally, what does this bit of the sermon has to do with 21st century readers like you and me? We don't have these big temples anymore. Does it apply to us? The message of Jesus for us today is very loud and clear. Are we men and women of our word? Let me put it into different words. Do people take our word seriously if not confirmed with an oath? Uh, these years I've been listening to debates and talks, political speeches, lots of them. I have noticed that words are many and results are few. And the world does not trust those many words anymore. The world is literally crying, walk your talk. James, the brother of Christ himself, wrote a letter to 12 tribes scattered among the nations. He warns them not to live at, as double-minded Christian, double-minded Christian. He quote direct words from our passage today. Let me read it for you. James 5, verse 12. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. This is a word from uh, uh, James. James was dealing with people who called themselves that they have faith, but the deeds cannot be seen. The faith cannot be seen. In other, in other words, uh, who's, who says they will, they will do something, but they would not. Double-minded Christian. They said themselves Christians, but they are the same with worldly people. James was dealing with, with them. James' encouragement directly flow from Jesus. He says, all you need to say is 
simply yes or no. Let your word be trustworthy. Let your word be a manner reflecting the kingdom of God. As Christians who have been accepted as citizens of the kingdom of God, are we living as a kingdom people or are we living as worldly people? Starting with me, even while I was preparing this talk, I failed many times. I cannot keep my words. I completely failed my talk today. If any of you here today like me, um, let's confess our sin and let's look to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we are sorry that we are not men, women of our words. We are far from what you teach us today. Please forgive our sin and renew a right spirit within us. We want to be more like you each day and reflect you among our neighbors. And thank you that you have forgiven our sins on that cross. And uh, thank you for your word today. Amen.